Welcome, everyone, to what is episode eight of the Connecting Construction podcast. I'm your host, Evan Hill, along with Matthew Sprague and Dan Connery. Dan Connery, the third musketeer in our little group of musketeers, is back this week after a couple of weeks break. Dan, we are so excited to have you back, but we did wish you were here for episode seven, which we had Steve Jones, who is the Senior Director of Industry Insights at Dodge Data in analytics on the show. Matt and I were, were just chatting with him a few days ago. Um, super bright guy, has done a ton of stuff with eBuilder and Trimble in the past. Real quick items in, in case you missed episode seven and you wanna go check it out. We talked about model-based integrated digital workflows, reality capture and modeling, model-driven automation, modular, 3D printing, digital twins, tons of different conversations. We we even expanded the conversation further and talked about emerging technologies and construction. So available on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also SoundCloud, if you're a SoundCloud guy or gal, we, we try to make this as available as possible. So episode seven, Steve Jones, Senior Director of Industry Insights at Dodge Data and Analytics. Go check it out if you missed it. Really good episode. Uh, so with that said, let's go right into episode eight. Episode eight features Rob Painter. Rob is uh, the global CEO of Trimble. I believe, Rob, you've been with the company for 14, 15, maybe 16 years now. I, I, I briefly looked at your LinkedIn. Super excited to have you on the show today, Rob. Um, Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Rob, the CEO, but I also want to learn more about you, Rob, you know, the person. <laughs> well, thanks, Evan. Um, thanks for having me. I've listened to uh, a few of uh, the podcasts you guys have put together so far, and you're doing a, you're doing a nice job. So, so keep up the good the good work. Um, so, Rob, the person, um, I'm a father of a of a senior and junior. I'm in high school, um, and watching them learn to adapt to uh, to our to our new times. I live in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and um, I'm about all things Colorado. So, all our good outdoor sports, mountaineering, skiing camping and all that uh, and all that good stuff when i get a when i get a chance which gets which gets harder and harder to do these these days um i have worked at trimble for 14 years uh, and i've worked in a variety of different roles over that time period i grew up really through the construction business so i've worked in our civil construction and our our building construction businesses uh, over time um, i've worked um, uh, in north america i've worked globally i've lived overseas uh, for for a bit, um, about four five years ago in 2016, I became um, our CFO and so took a path out of the business um, into into that role. And then in January, I became uh, CEO of Trimble. Um, and fun fact there is, I am only the third CEO in Trimble's 42 year history. So it's just a really remarkable uh, amount of continuity we've had in leadership and strategy over these years. Well, that's awesome. So one quick question for you. Are you native to Boulder, Colorado, or is that somewhere you moved later in life? Later in life. So I'm from West Virginia originally. Um, okay. And there's not too many of us out there. So <laughs> shout out to West Virginia. Well, that's awesome. We're super excited to have you on the show today. Let's just open it straight up into several of the discussion points we wanted to talk about. This question or this topic really actually originated from Dan who I know is really into uh, Wall Street, stock performance, and all that fun, fun jazz. Um, you've been talking with Wall Street and our investors, uh, you know, around Connect and Scale 2025. 
for the industry life cycles we serve, agriculture, geospatial, transportation, construction. One thing we want to do is give a, a platform to that conversation. Um, let's dive right into this. Why are all these areas under one roof? What's important about having all these areas together under Trimble? Well, there's a few things to ex explore there, Evan. Um, one is really just looking at what's the connective tissue of Trimble across any of the industries that we serve, and then we can get into what do I mean by connect and scale in 2025. If we look at Trimble and the markets in which we, we do business, there really is a remarkable, a remarkable amount of a, of a connective tissue. And so if you look at the, the nature of the problems that we're addressing in the markets that we serve, uh, they tend to have a shortage of skilled labor. Um, they have challenges in communication, coordination, and collaboration. Tend to have siloed aspects to the industry. Tend to have opportunities to become more productive. Uh, have to deal with compliance, visibility, and ultimately digitization. And this digitization really is a bit of an overarching theme. If we look at it, the nature of somewhat industrial market uh, that we're serving as they go through a context of digi digi digitization, um, that's what we're about um, is, pro is providing that. And if you look at the fundamental value proposition or return on investment that customers get when they use Trimble technology, it's really about productivity, quality, safety, visibility, and environmental sustainability. This is the connective tissue of Trimble. This is the nature of the problems that we solve and the nature of the value that we provide to, to the market. So that's how I would think about why, um, why all of this is, is Trimble. Um, and if I maybe even connect it back to the, uh, I said I was the third CEO in our 42 year history. You go back 42 years ago, Charlie Trimble founded, um, founded the company and became best known for positioning technologies during Charlie's tenure, especially in GPS. Uh, in 1999, Steve Berglund became our second CEO, and Steve's legacy really lies in taking that foundational strength in position technologies and pivoting us to focus on addressing industry problems. And, and that focus of addressing, taking positioning technologies to address uh, problems that naturally took us to looking at the workflow. How is that positioning technology used in context? And as we did that, that naturally started to take us more and more into software. And you fast forward to today, we're, you know, we're more than 50% um, software uh, as a company. So we've got this mix of software and hardware and what we do with the office and the field that provides um, a really unique and differentiated way to connect the physical and the digital worlds. So I can pivot now and talk about Connect and Scale 2025, unless you want to pause. No, I would love that. Please do. So we talk about uh, when I talk about connect and scale, I'm talking as much about that uh, internally at Trimble as I am with our customers and partners, uh, and of course, uh, our investors. Um, we are a publicly listed uh, company, so it's important uh, for those stakeholders to know where we're going, what the future direction is of the company. So if we break down the three words, um, connect and scale and, and 2025, when I talk about connect, I talk about connecting the life cycle, industry life cycles that we serve. And we talk about connecting the solutions within those industry life cycles. We talk about connecting the innovation that we have at Trimble. And we put a lot of money back at, uh, 
into research and development uh, at Trimble and to that innovation. So we want to connect more and more of our, our innovation. We want to connect the data across the industry life cycles. And we believe as we connect ourselves more and better for, uh, for the benefit of our customers, that we'll find ourselves reaching new customers in new ways. Uh, and we find ourselves adapting the business models by which the nature of which we do business with, with uh, those customers. So this idea of connectivity is, is quite fundamental to where we're going here in the next few years. When I talk about scale, in a sentence, I mean becoming easier to do business with. We do a lot of different things at Trimble. And we do a lot of different things across a lot of different markets. And I think there's a real opportunity for us um, to make ourselves easier um, to do to do business with, um, and so that that then drives a whole set of activities related to our systems, our processes, and our uh, and our culture, and as well as our organizational structure. They so take organizational structure as an example. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we put all of our construction capabilities under one leader. We did the same thing in the world of agriculture and in geospatial and in transportation. So a tighter alignment from the strategy to the organizational structure. And when we say 2025, that's because in the next few years, we've got big ambitions uh, for this business. We see a lot of possibilities and we see times like now with COVID that it's only increasing the rate of digitization. And so this Connect and Scale 2025 really is a North Star for us here in the years to come. So Rob, uh, I'd like to um, hone in a little bit on the construction industry and kind of tell, tell a story of why it's very exciting that Trimble is investing so much time and effort and focus on construction and utilizing the uh, comparative story of what we did in agriculture and how we're kind of where where the proof is in the pudding and we can move and, and do the same thing in construction. So this is a construction podcast. So it's for a lot of the people listening. It's, it's uh, in one of the, you know, so when we're talking to general contractors uh, with with Project Site, one of the differentiators that we're that we're putting out there uh, is well, we're we're Trimble. Like, there's a lot we can offer. A lot we we've got we've got sight to some great things that are going to happen, and we've done it in other uh, other industries like agriculture. So I I know that I've I've heard you kind of tell that story in the past, and I'd love for you to to kind of elaborate on that a bit. Well, construction, of course, is of course is close to my heart, given that I spent a number of years in that in that business. You know, one of the things that's um, let's say interesting, unique, and complicated about our industry um, is the number of stakeholders uh, that work uh, in this in this market. Um, and if you look at, you know, we've all seen the data: eighty percent of projects are late, forty percent are over um, over budget. Um, you know, there's some real challenges to overcome. Um, over time, I've come to see those, the root cause of those problems, uh, which, you know, then, of course, create opportunities, but see the root cause of those problems centered largely around communication, coordination, and collaboration. And, okay, so take a look at the nature of construction. So much of construction is bespoke, and we have, you know, potentially hundreds of contractors that have to come together to actually create uh, a project at any given point in time. So it naturally creates a lot of complexity for how you communicate and, and collaborate and coordinate on a, on a project site. And so when we think about uh, creating, I'll say, optimization within 
the construction industry, I see it both at a task level and at a system level. At a task level, um, that could be addressing the needs of a mechanical contractor or the electrical uh, estimator. Um, it could be for the designer. Um, it could be uh, for the fabricator of steel. It could be for the ERP system for the general contractor as a system of record. It could, of course, be for the uh, owner and how they manage their capital programs. Uh, and, of, and of course, we're, with the project site, we think about um, you know, managing our projects uh, more efficiently and effectively, whether you're a, a, a GC or a, or a subcontractor. Um, by its nature, there's a lot of people and a lot of that have to come together to make this uh, industry work. We think about optimizing not only uh, an individual task, and that's where the Trimble Solutions are purpose-built uh, for the task in mind, where we can optimize uh, that individual workflow. And we think if we're going to address the real overall opportunity to make construction more efficient, we need to bring those tasks and those stakeholders together in order to communicate and coordinate and collaborate for the benefit of the project. So that means, uh, or that has taken us over time to building capabilities for the architects, the engineers, the contractors, uh, and the owners. So we think about the stakeholders across the life cycle. We think, we think about when we think about the workflow within the industry, okay, at its highest level, we could say design, build, operate, or we could click below that and you know start from a uh, from a feasibility uh, to move into a design to get to uh, an estimate, you know, before you eventually get to the actual building and construction workflows and the maintenance and and operation. So we think about what are the high value activities across that life cycle. What are the stakeholders that we have an opportunity. Uh, to connect. And that's where we think we can transcend from going from optimizing the individual tasks within the industry um, to looking at the industry as an overall system. And when we look at the industry as an overall system, it's, it actually even transcends bringing Trimble capabilities together. Um, it actually goes to the next level where we believe in nature of open systems and the, and the ability to work with data that's not uh, Trimble data. I mean, the nature of the fragmentation of the industry means that Trimble is not going to do uh, everything on a given uh, project. And so we need to be able to take in that data. Um, and so for the benefit of uh, for the benefit of our customers. So I could keep talking, but uh, maybe I'll stop uh, stop there and see where you want to. Yeah, I, I actually know. So that's great. I wanted to throw this uh, actually to Dan, your direction. Uh, Dan, I know this question actually originated from you. And I, I, I just want to give you the platform to pick his brain a little bit further if you had any follow-up questions to that or anything like that. No, I think uh, the, the part I would like to actually pivot a little bit into is, is you touched on it in one of your sections, which is this uh, physical and digital world. Uh, I think most organizations out there are focused on one or the other. And one of the things that excited me when I joined Trimble is this opportunity to connect the instrumentation and the machines that are collecting data to uh, uh, in the physical world to the digital world. And I just like you to pontificate on that. Sure, I do think it's one of the things that's, that's really most unique about what we do um, at, uh, at Trimble. And that uh, connection of the physical and digital world that looks like our hardware and our software is what happens in the office and what happens uh, in the field. Like these things can't just operate in a silo or in isolation. To really get the power of the, the the technology, you have to. We believe you have to bring these things together. So to give you like some data points of 
of Trimble in the construction industry, we've got over 500,000 machines and instruments uh, in the field, you know, in that physical, in the physical world. We have hundreds of billions of dollars of committed construction volume that run through our project management and owner and ERP system. We've got tens of millions of, uh, of users, like designers and engineers of our software. We've got tens of millions of 3D constructible uh, content elements uh, in Trimble systems. We've got over 10 million users um, that, um, collaborating on, on, on a Trimble platform that we call Trimble Connect. Um, there's a, just a really an extraordinary amount that we're doing in the real physical world and, and what's, what's happening in the office. And so if we take an example, uh, let's stay in the world of, of, of uh, project management. Um, you know, if you think about managing a, a project uh, at any given point, you may, um, you may find yourself optimizing either for cost or for time. And, you know, we, uh, you know, and if, if many of you, um, well, I know those of you uh, that I'm talking to now, you know this, and many of you listening, you'll hear, you know, you could hear 3D or go from 4D or 5D or plus, plus, plus. And so when we say 5D, you know, we tend to be talking about take the, uh, take the geometry, the XYZ of, lo of location, and how do you add attributes? So those attributes could be cost uh, and time. Um, on top of that geometry. Okay, well, we're a company with deep, deep roots in geometry and with um, positioning in the field. So it's, it's, it's no secret then as we got into software over the years um, that we were really interested in highly accurate models, like engineering level detail models. That's why we tend to be more interested in, um, uh, in you know, what we'll call um, you know, blue collar BIM as opposed to the Hollywood BIM. We can play in both worlds, but you know what's actually constructed um, it happens in the real world. So that 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 geometry is is and that uh, you know the accuracy of the model, what you design is what you build. Um, to us is is really really important. So if you take um, the attributes uh, of position and you think about what Trimble can uniquely add in terms of insights into that uh, that cost and time is because we're in the field. You know, at any given point in time, we have awareness of the status uh, of, a, of a project, whether that's a civil project or a building project. So let's say it's a building project. Um, we're a company that does, for example, 3D laser scanning. So we can create as-built models and compare that as-built uh, against the plan. And that delta can, uh, between the two can give us insight to know if we want to go optimize to either time um, or if we want to go optimize to cost. It gives us the ability to have that situational awareness so that we can make, as users, we can make better decisions. If you take an example in the civil construction world and we're, you know, we're, we're, we'll continue to evolve the technology as we're well known as Trimble for what we do in machine control and guidance technologies. Um, that's where we put that 3D model on the blade of a dozer, a grader, or an excavator. Um, that's truly the digital um, you know, world meets the blade in the physical world. We've got positional awareness of where that blade is on a site at any point in time, knowing how much dirt is being moved. Um, knowing how much dirt is being, has been moved in a given day, that's helping a contractor get paid faster because many get paid on how much, um, uh, how much of the earthworks uh, is happening. That also gives us intelligence of where we are compared to the plan. Um, and that ability to link what's happening in the office and the field, the hardware, the software, the physical, and the digital 
um, we see is really a unique benefit that we can provide uh, to our customers. Yeah, cool. I, and I have one more question, Evan. I'll hand it back to you. But the, when when people ask me what Trimble does, uh, one of the things I like to say is that we print the we print the Earth. Uh, I think the example you give is you know you feed a model in, and then the machines go out and and print whatever it is that you want done, a road or or whatever. But what I like to do a little bit, and and uh, Rob knows this. I have a deep passion on the data side of things and analytics, and I wouldn't. Uh, I would love if you could. Uh, talk a little bit about what your thoughts are around uh, Trimble's ability to deliver around data and analytics in our industry. Yeah, I think we have an, a really a, quite an exciting future and opportunity um, as a as a company in this in this area. Um, it's one that I'll say is um, you know there's aspects that we can deliver today, and I think there's great promise for uh, the future of what of what's going to be possible. And I, I, I'd actually go back to those data points of the, the, you know, the amount of construction volume that runs through our system, uh, the amount of awareness of, of what's happening in the, in the real physical world that we have through our machines and, uh, and instruments um, that, can feed, that can feed those data models. So I think you know, as an organization, um, we have uh, an ability to provide, I'll call it a meta view um, of the industry to really have a sense of a uh, predictive sense of where projects do and don't make money. Um, we believe that um, you know we can have a unique, we can provide our customers the unique set of uh, insight for them to be able to optimize. Go back to that 5D example to optimize to time or to optimize to cost. Um, to have those indicators uh, based on history and based on what's happening in the present real world. Um, to have uh, to have that sense of uh, how to better optimize a project at any given point in time. Um, if we see how, or when we see how uh, the content I mentioned with tens of millions uh, of model elements um, are actually being used uh, in the design and engineering packages, you know, that provides an opportunity for building product manufacturers to better understand how their content uh, is being used. With that content, we can actually, we believe we can speed up um, how designers uh, and engineers actually do their work by going in and you know, purposing data out of a warehouse. We could see more automation of those designs and engineering. This gets into the data opportunity and the analytics and artificial uh, intelligence, which which we believe um, will 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 come in time. And in order to achieve those possibilities, you know, saying it doesn't make it so. Like everybody's saying it these days. Um, you actually have to have. Um, insights and awareness to the data. And that's where I think we're in just such a unique position uh, as a company. Now, of course, you know, our customers, it's customers' data, um, and we have to work with our customers to show them that, that we can generate value for them when they allow us, you know, access to that data, that then we can provide them back the dashboards to not only understand how efficient and productive are they? You know, it's as simple as let's say um, BI or business intelligence and benchmarking to the industry. And then I just think it gets more and more interesting um, as we move towards more of the predictive capabilities that they're in, uh, inherent in, in analytics. And we're not just like saying happy words around analytics and artificial intelligence. We actually are investing a substantial amount of money. We have a chief data officer um, at, uh, at Trimble and are, are really, um, quite focused and intent on building the underlying data warehouses and data schema to, to be able to execute on this. So as you went through that, I did one other question did poke in. I know it's an area of passion for you and it's an area of pride for me 
personally is Trimble's uh, focus and, and investment in environmental sustainability and the impact. And the, the story, the, the numbers that really impacted me was how much we've helped in the agricultural section on, on uh, the uh, reduction in the use of fertilizer. Uh, I'd just be curious for you to just to talk a little bit with the audience about, you know, what's Trimble's stance on, on trying to have a positive impact on the environment? Yeah, one of the great, many great things about working at Trimble is it's so easy to be proud about um, the things that we work on and the things that we enable our customers to achieve. You know, we all spend the majority of our waking hours uh, at work, and I believe most of us want to do something that makes a difference and that counts. And we do real work at Trimble. We do work that um, really, for um, you know, that manifests through our customers does make a positive impact um, in, in the world. Um, you know, take construction, better, faster, safer, cheaper, greener. Okay, it's not that hard to feel good about. Um, uh, it's just, it's really, uh, it's really quite easy. And so when we talk about the greener and environmental sustainability, we have, um, you know, we've got demonstrable evidence of, green, of uh, the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions through the use of Trimble technology. The one that tends to be the most visible and easiest to describe can be through reduced fuel. Um, so whether that's in our transportation business because we're optimizing routes for trucking companies um, or because of the nature of precision guidance, whether it's in on a construction equipment or agriculture equipment um, that we're doing the work right the first time. So eliminating that rework um, that uh, that drives, uh, literally drives, uh, makes you drive less uh, to, to have less um, less emissions and therefore higher environmental sustainability in agriculture through the use of, uh, we minimize the use of inputs. In other words, uh, less fertilizer, less herbicide uh, through the precision uh, agriculture. Um, and really this plays out in construction as well. One of the other areas that, um, you know, maybe we don't talk about in construction, but that we're enabling uh, with Trimble technology um, is a reduction in rework, for example. So if you're using our steel uh, detailing and fabrication uh, software, uh, you know, go back to your 3D printer example, you know, it's making that fabricator uh, or detailer steel like a 3D printer, um, uh, you know, because we're actually modeling down to the level of anchor bolt accuracy. So what you engineer is, is what you build. And when you show up to a job site, guess what the steel actually fits and you're eliminating the rework. Um, that happens. And when you eliminate that rework, you're driving a job to be on time. When you drive, drive a job to be on time, it's, you're, you're driving it to be on budget. Um, and the sustainability, you know, comes right along part and parcel with that. Um, I also think about in the, let's take building construction for an, an example. Um, you know, from a cost perspective, around 80% of the lifetime cost of a building happens after you actually own it and you know and you, you're occupying that building um through the use of our design technology you know we can do energy modeling and so we can help you understand what's the lifetime value um, uh, or lifetime cost i should say of let's say heating of the hvac uh, system on a on a building and we can understand that by the sun modeling and the profile um, of the facade of the building um so we can design build help design buildings to be more energy efficient. And you know, the data is pretty profound on how much um, energy is consumed in construction and in the operation of buildings. Uh, and so that's just one of many examples where through the use of Trimble technology, you know, we're helping uh, buildings to, be, uh, to operate more efficiently. And as we help these buildings be built, 
you know, better, faster, safer, cheaper at all is a virtuous circle of, uh, of positive, of positive benefit. Well, Rob, I want to be sensitive of your time. So I'm going to close the conversation on this question and it's more generally steered towards this connecting construction vision that we've been painting within the industry. Um, what, what areas are you most, and you touched on it a little bit, but what areas are you most excited about, most passionate about that you feel like Trimble is going to make the largest, most significant impact on the, on the construction industry in the next five to six years? What, what areas, it could be technologies, softwares, trends, what areas have caught your attention? I'll give you three examples that are on my mind. One is around connecting our stakeholders across the industry life cycles. The second is around connecting uh, our technology. And, and the third would be in the overall area of automation. When I think about connecting our stakeholders, um, go back to that in construction, you know, connecting the architect, the engineers, the contractors, uh, and the owners. Um, think about connecting owners closer to the actual project work. You know, at the end of the day, who pays when a project um, is late and, uh, and over budget? It's the owner. Um, so you know, we think there's a real profound ability to connect the stakeholders across the industry lifecycle using Trimble technology. Um, so this connection of stakeholders, we think, is a big deal. When we talk about connecting our technology, I go back to that physical, the connecting of the physical, the digital, the office, the field, the hardware, the software. So I'll give you an example um, a recent example where we're connecting um, our estimating technology to our digital content um, to the ERP, construction ERP system. Um, this is digitizing the supply chain um, and driving a lot more efficiency. Um, and we'll continue to do things. Um, there's a separate example in you know that connectivity in the field to understand uh, that situational awareness, that real-time condition monitoring to um, our project management systems uh, in order to, to drive better and faster decisions. I mean, that's what, you know, as, a, as, a, as I think the stakeholders are, are, are looking for. And you think about, you know, what, what we manage with something like project side, I tend to think about managing um, people uh, and processes and driving more efficiency uh, in that. And so the more we can integrate our technology so that you can, our customers can achieve what they're trying to achieve um, that's a that's a that's a good thing when you're driving customer value. So the connecting of the technology we have, um, and in the area of automation, now this is one where I think we're also pretty uniquely um, positioned to Trimble to execute on, um, and that's as the, the merging field of autonomy. And we tend to think about autonomy as a, a series of progressive automation. So you know, I think when we tend to think autonomy at the moment, we tend to think about um, kind of we call it level five autonomy, self-driving cars. And actually we think inst our institutional view is that that's further away than what you'll read about in the articles. What we do see is that we've already been a company that's been in autonomy for a couple decades now through the automation um, in particular of, of uh, construction and farm equipment. Um, and also, you know, other capabilities we have in areas such as correction services where we can provide sort of ubiquitous real-time high accuracy uh, position uh, across the uh, across the globe or almost across the globe so in the world of uh, autonomy and we've had you know demonstrable progress and i think this will be an area where we'll continue to uh, invest 
uh, more and more um, in, in this whole area of automation. So we can see that there'll be workflows that'll be ripe uh, to be automated. Maybe in the construction world, that'll be um, compacting work, uh, maybe ripe to, to, for, for a particular equipment doing a particular type of work um, that uh, has an ability to be automated. Um, really, you know, and we see Trimble as the brains as well behind these autonomous work sites. So when you think about um, autonomous work, also step back and say, you know, that m machine needs to know what to do. Well, guess what? At Trimble, where are the brains behind that? Um, and this is this beautiful connection we have between the physical, digital, and, and the office and the field is that we're both relevant in the automation work itself, as well as um, the brains of what that uh, uh, autonomous equipment needs to do. And so, you know, that's, a, that's an area that we think uh, and expect to make Quite a lot of progress on uh, in the years to uh, in the years to come. Well, that is uh, Rob Painter, the global CEO of Trimble, episode eight of the Connecting Construction podcast. Rob, uh, I got to thank you personally. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. What I love about you is you are so pa passionate. I've met a ton of various sort of stonic CEOs in, in my short career. So uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Happy to do it, guys. Keep up the good work. All right, that's episode eight of the Connecting Construction podcast. Thanks again to Rob Painter, and we'll see everyone in two weeks.